Your music sucks, but we love it and we want you to keep making it. Our opinions and thoughts towards bands and artists are just those, opinions. We mean no disrespect to the artists or the impact they've made and continue to make on the musical landscape. And welcome to the Your Music Sucks podcast. My name is Josh Durkin. Over here we have... Jason Savoie. Yeah, and this is our brand new podcast. Welcome to it, everyone. What's going on? I don't know why I'm asking you what's going on. You can't even hear it. Or you can't even hear you. This is yeah. exciting. You don't even know who we are. You just gotta listen to us. So this is our first episode of our show. Uh, as you can tell already, it's pretty <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about music. You got anything to add? There and reason. other music <laughs> things and trivia. Not trivia, but lots of music. Yeah, uh, we're Basically gonna give away music. raffles. Raffles, and, yes. And uh, there will be... Uh, you're going to send us your lottery ticket numbers, and then we're going to use them, and then we'll equally distribute uh, the earnings between ourselves, and by ourselves I mean me and Jason. Yes. So it's, it's going to be a fun, just a fun ride for everyone. Extremely fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe let's talk about our uh, what this podcast is about. So the goals of our podcast is we're, Jason and I are both really into music, and we want to... Uh, expose people to music that they haven't been interested in before because i know a lot of the bands that i got i heard like that i'm into i learned through word of mouth um i never would have known who most of the just most of the styles of music that i like if it wasn't i just met weird people and then we shared music tastes and then we want to push our own boundaries and by extension our listeners so pretty much we want to explore new music that we haven't heard before and hopefully that will getting you into that music too because we feel learning new music and being able to adapt and understand it is one of the most wonderful things about this medium of uh, media. Indeed, indeed. And as the disclaimer states, uh, we do have opinions, but we also welcome the opportunity to have those opinions changed. Oh, yeah. Or even challenged. Challenged, yes. I'm going to shit on a ton of bands. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I don't respect them, because I do. I just personally hate them. So feel free to get mad at me. Feel free to tell me how I'm an asshole. I'll, I'll take it. I can... I love it. And then, the most important goal of this podcast... I'd just like to say I'm going to piss on bands as well. Oh, okay, yeah. We're yes. both going to piss on bands. Feel free to piss on bands. Feel free to email email us and just yell at us for how much we piss in on bands. I don't care. I'll take it. Um, but the ultimate goal of this podcast is to get Weird Al Yankovic on this podcast. Yes. So this will be a podcast until we get Weird Al. After that, the future is in the air. Who knows? I think my life would be complete. I met Weird Al. He's on our podcast. We talked to him. And that's it. I'm just going to die after that. I'm just going to drink myself to death. Wait, is that how you say his name? Yankovic? Yeah. It's Yankovic. I think it's Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic? I think it's Yankovic. It's Yankovic. Is, it, is there an H on the end? No, it's Polish or something. Huh. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, All right. I could well, be wrong. Who knows? Maybe yeah. once he's on this podcast, he can Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he can, uh, we, we need, correct Weird Al, we need you on to correct, uh, give us the correct pronunciation of your name. Also, huge inspiration. But anyway... Yeah. So that's uh, that's the point of the podcast. Also, this podcast is going to start off kind of coherent, 
and just progressively get less coherent <laughs> as, the, mm-hmm. as the hours roll by. We're going to drink. You guys listen to Harmontown. It's kind of the same <laughs> spiel there. We're going to talk. Uh, and uh, Oh, yeah, Tito's. If you're looking for sponsors. Tito's. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from Austin. We want you. That's where we're from. Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm going to name my address out right now. You ready, Jason? Is that smart to do? That's very smart. <laughs> All right, yeah, so Tito's, if you're looking for a brand new podcast to, to put your shit out on, put your shit on us. <laughs> All right, so this episode is we are going to talk about genres and the bands we like within those genres. And we've listed a whole ton of genres, and we're just going to go through them. If we miss any, feel free to let us know. Um, we're just going to go through uh, the ones that we personally like and the ones that we can feel like we can talk about enough. And I'm, it's this is gonna be real loose. Told you it was off the cuff. Just mm-hmm. get ready for that. Um, so yeah, um, I have been listening to music since about eight. First band, um, like seriously listening to music. First band that I got into was Queen. I didn't know Freddie Mercury was dead until I was eleven years old. Cried about a week about that. That was rough for me. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been listening to music. I was in choir. I know a good amount of uh, music theory. I was in a couple bands. I'm an audio engineer. So I feel like I have some sort of just coup d'etat to be able to speak about music. Coup d'etat. Way. Coup d'etat. <laughs> I don't know. It's French. It can mean anything you want it to. It's like a carne diem. Carne asada. No, it's diem. Carne carne diem. Meet the day. Meet the day. (laughs) And uh, Jason, you got a musical background? Uh, I, I, yes, I do have a musical background. I started listening to MC Hammer. Actually, that was my first cassette tape. Really? And then it was Michael Jackson's Thriller. I used to dance on my arm in my room to both those while I was grounded. Um. (laughs) <clears throat> uh, my first major band, however, was The Doors. They were my entry really? into a lot of music. I asked for a Doors Greatest Hits CD for Christmas, and instead what I got was a box set, which I was initially very pissed off about because it didn't have all of my favorite songs on it, but it opened my eyes to a lot of great music. Oh, interesting. All right, and The Doors is a pretty much... that's a, So we're going to talk about genres and our favorite bands within those genres. So I think that opens up the start of this official start of the episode. Classic rock is our first genre. Yes. So you would say Doors, favorite classic rock band? Ooh, I don't know if I would classify them even as classic rock, I guess. Psych rock? I guess they fall into that category, classic rock. Nowadays, I mean, Nirvana's classic rock now, so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so classic rock, yeah. Okay. That'd be your favorite, air quotes, classic rock band? That's a hard one. Um, Led Zeppelin. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) But the Doors, the Doors are my favorite classic rock band. If we're classifying them as okay, we're classifying. Okay, ACDC, hands down. Great choice. Um, choice. For me, they uh, they created the best formula for songwriting that's ever been done ever. It's three and a half minutes, no fucking around, you just got tight-ass songs, you get in, you get out, it rocks. There's no 
two-minute, weird, slow-ass breakdown. And don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate some of those, but for me, I would rather have just a fucking tight-ass three-minute pop rock song where you can get in, just make it tight as shit, everything about it rocks, and then it ends. I don't need this, like, weird fucking slow part where you're talking about your dad dying or something. I just want songs about boobs. <laughs> <laughs> And no, even and even balls with, and balls. But even with ACDC, it's not about the sex stuff. It's just good songwriting. And like I didn't know that most of those ACDC songs, because I was listening to when I was young, like ten and eleven. I didn't even know that they were about sex until I like re-listened to Back in Black at sixteen. Hmm. Like given the dog a bone, had no idea that, <laughs> that song was about blowjobs until I listened to it at sixteen. And I was like, holy shit, these songs are dirty. I was just, I, was, I mean, I was a pretty naive kid, but also, I mean, that's just good songwriting. Like, if you can write songs about sex and have some 10-year-old not know anything about what you're singing about, you're just like, yeah, it's a song about giving dogs bones, fucking awesome, yeah! Like, that's that's pretty good songwriting. And it's they're really good at their innuendos. Like, I think Big Balls is solid-ass songwriting mm-hmm. right there. Like, it, it's a triple entendre, pretty triple much. Triple entendre. Yeah, entendre. Entendre 3000. Entendre the giant. So what uh, what makes you like The Doors so much? I love that they have a very eclectic mix mm-hmm. of musical stylings. The, uh, Jim Morrison as the front man, just a wild man. Oh, yeah. Uh, crazy. Uh, not really crazy, but... You oh, know. he was insane. He, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was insane. Drug-fueled insanity. Doesn't, I mean, being insane doesn't mean you're not a genius. Exactly. You're still a genius. You're just an insane genius. There's the edge the edge of insanity and genius. Is oh, don't talk about the edge. Way. I hate you too, too. Okay. <laughs> well, I hate you too as well. Oh, high five. Yes. All right, let's... Uh, First high five. So what's your favorite Crazy Jim Morrison story? Because I have mine. And correct me if I'm wrong, music scholars out there, this is what I have been told and read, and I believe I'm correct. But the end was originally supposed to be just a minute and a half song, <laughs> and and I believe this is correct. I'm pr- I'm ninety five percent sure uh-huh. that Jim Morrison did a bunch of ayahuasca and peyote, and then went into the studio to record the end. And it was supposed he did a couple songs before that, but this was like when he like really got high, and so he was supposed to do it was supposed to be just a minute and a half song. And in the song, there is a point, because it's like a 12-minute song now. Mm-hmm. There is a song where, or there's a part in the song where you can hear them, like, the band start to be like, okay, here's where a spot. And, but then Jim Morrison <laughs> keeps going. So it, it's... Oh, come over here and love me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, it, it's really great, because the, like, extra 10 minutes of that song that wasn't supposed to be there is just him rambling while he's high. <laughs> and it's awesome, like, the... Father, yes, son, I want to kill you. Like, that shit rocks. Or the, the blue bus is calling us. Like, shit, it's awesome. Uh, that is my favorite Doors song. Okay. Hands down. And maybe um, the... That is the seed is out in the city. Blood in the streets. Yeah, blood in the streets is up to my knees. Whatever the song that is. I remember the album cover because they're all standing in a window, but I don't know the name of that song. But okay. um, it's I, Blood in the Streets, I think. I don't the, think that's the name of that song. I think it is. I think it's like Frog or something or other. Oh, okay. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I like that song, but The End is by far my favorite Doors song. So what's your favorite Crazy Jim Morrison story? 
I don't know if it's necessarily a story. I read his book, his autobiog- autobiography, or biography. Mm-hmm. Which one is that? Where the other person writes it. That's a biography. Okay. Autobiography, but he would write it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really have a crazy Jim Morrison story. It's just the the summation of listening i mentioned the box set i had yeah the summation of listening to all of the live tracks where he's just unhinged and yelling about being the lizard king and <laughs> crazy uh ray manzarek yeah yeah see keyboards his mm-hmm. just going off on the keyboard and um the hyacinth house is my favorite song Okay. It's a great song. I don't know if you've heard it, Mm-mm. but yeah, it's one of my favorites. Now, uh, yeah. back to ACDC. What's your favorite ACDC song? Because I'm curious as to that. Favorite ACDC song? I would have to say it's Big Balls. Okay. That's a fair choice. I, I honestly think Bon Scott's discography um, is better than um, Brian, 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 Brian. God, it's Bon Scott and Brian something. God, I'm really bad with names. Gosh. Uh, God, it's going to kill me. I should know this. Mm. Anyway, okay, Bon is better than Brian. Um, I I think so. I think he was a better showman. Um, but I think, God, if I had to narrow it down, it'd probably either be Get It Hot or uh, anything off Highway to Hell. I think I'm going to narrow it down to how, an album. Highway to Hell is my favorite ACDC album. There's Thunder, uh, that song. Thunderstruck? Thunderstruck. Well, that's with Brian. I love that song. Yeah, that's a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, the Wichita Thunder minor league hockey team in Wichita, Kansas Dude, would come out to that song. Every baseball, <laughs> fucking basketball, every sports team. That was the song of the sports team since fucking 91. <laughs> When the Razor's Edge came out. Yeah, that's... Uh, actually, speaking of box sets, Family Jewels is a fucking awesome ACDC box set. It comes with a separate CD of all of the songs featured on the box set, but then it has a DVD set of like all of those songs recorded live and remastered, and it's fucking so good. Um, I remember being 12 years old and getting that for Christmas... With a portable DVD player. Remember when those were a thing? Mm. Like, we had CD players, and then the iPod sort of came out. We had, like, a... It was before the era of a Zune, but the next big thing was, we oh, we have we have CD players, why don't we have portable DVD players? Mm-hmm. So I had a portable DVD player, and I used to stay up till fucking wee hours of the morning watching ACDC Live <laughs> tracks, just... <laughs> fucking... It would be, like, 3 in the morning, and I'd be, like, 11, just around Christmas, just... Watching ACDC videos, doing nothing else. You know how crazy that is now? Our lives are so, like, multitask purposes. <laughs> and, like, just with... We have a computer, like... I mean, I know I grew up in 2000... Like, I was 7 in 2001. Oh, wow. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm young. But we, I still... I didn't have anything better than dial-up until at least 2004. Yeah. I didn't get DSL till like, 2004. Me too. So, I had just... Yeah, I know all of the woes of dial-up. I didn't have a fucking um, USB drive until Obama was president. The dark times. Yeah, I used to use a hard not, disk. Not because of Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say that this is not a pro-Trump podcast. Just, we are both anti-Trump. 
I am because totally of the technology <laughs> and dial up. The technology. Well, he is trying to fuck the FCC, but let's not go there. Fuck the FCC so very much. <laughs> All right. Okay. So established ACDC and the Doors are our favorite bands. Is there any other bands you like from classic rock? Classic rock. I love a ton of classic rock bands. Mott the Hoople. Oh, that's out there. Yeah, that is out there. Yeah. Uh, that was another one from the the old dad's record collection. Yeah. Uh, Creedence Clearwater. Who doesn't like some yeah. jots, jangly jaunts from them? Uh huh. Yeah, we we could go down the line on this one. Oh yeah, we can keep going. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I after ACDC, I'd probably say my second favorite. Um. Fuck. It's been a while. I don't listen to a lot of classic rock anymore. I really like. I I know we're gonna talk about this later, but I really fucking like Rat. I like wow. Rat with two T's. I think they're the and they are gonna be my favorite hair metal band whenever we get there. Yeah. Um. Fucking yeah. I can't classify them as classic rock. I have to keep them in hair metal. Really? Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess so. But also in the same vein, Nirvana. Yeah. Like the grunge. But we're gonna talk about grunge too. I guess I would have to say my other favorite classic rock band besides ACDC. I gotta go out with Boston. Boston? Boston, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, You'll forget about me after I've been gone and I'm taking my time. Like a, oh. Don't worry no more. You ain't coming your front door. Yeah, shit's awesome. And you know, I don't know if this is true. This is a story that my stepfather told me who really liked Boston. Oh, Rolling Stones. Uh, I like them more than Boston. You can't leave Rolling Stones out. God, Jagger. Oh, fuck. Just everything he does. Is, like, I hate... I don't like Honky Tonk. And their Honky Tonk songs are the only Honky Tonk I'll ever listen to, ever. But um, this is a story about Boston that my stepfather told me. That he saw them live and they were so bad. Ooh. Because apparently the way that they recorded their stuff is it was all recorded really fast and then slowed down to get that sound. Well, and it strange. wasn't in, and it wasn't until the 80s when the synths and the um, the amps like the technology got better okay. that they could actually play their music the way it was supposed to be played on the album. Okay. So yeah, they cuz my my stepfather is a big influence on music for me. He got me into the Talking Heads and stuff like that. And uh he uh, is really big on live shows, which I'm not, I love live shows, but I have to like the music for the band. Mm. I'm not gonna go see the Grateful Dead because like their li- their recorded music sucks. And you then, just don't get it, man. I just don't get the this importance is... of live shows and liking albums. All right, anyway, alt rock. You start with this one. Is there an alt rock band I'm supposed to like? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you classify as alternative rock then? Because genres are pretty fluid. Fluid. Alt rock is all the rock on the radio that sucks. Like what? Well, not really. Name some bands. Alt rock. Three Doors Down. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you, would you consider Sum Forty One alt rock? No. Sum Forty One's killer. <laughs> Sum Forty One is not alt rock. So it's that uh. I could see. Okay, <laughs> some forty one became alt rock. Yeah, the first two albums were great, and then everyone likes the third one because it was about war. But it, like that's when he started to get fucking heavy handed. So like, just write a song about being a teenager. That's when doing... they started hitting the bottle. Yeah, and then he had the, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he got fat. Yeah, that didn't turn out well. Well, he got yeah, yeah. That's 
Yeah, they do a pretty good cover of uh, Black Sabbath, though. I was pretty impressed with that. I'm yeah. sorry, uh, Derek Wibley. The Wibley? Wibley? <laughs> Wibleys? I think that's his name. I did not mean to uh, poke fun at your expense, good sir. <laughs> For your fatness and your drinking You problem. and Avril were a great couple, and I feel bad that... <laughs> you mean Avril? The rat man from Nickelback <laughs> is now married to her. Ah, uh, Okay. Oh, Nickelback's all rock too, huh? They are alt rock, pure. Okay. They might be the shining example of alt rock in our times. What about um, God? Pearl okay. Jam at one point was considered alt rock. Okay. Alt rock took a different turn was that from the nineties. Verses that they were considered alt rock to the thousands aughts. Okay. Okay. But even then, they have. They're a unique. So case. all rock is all. Like, I, I've never really listened to much of it. So all rock is all those like, quote unquote edgy bands that just made it big around like nineteen ninety nine two thousand one era. Yeah, and U two. I I think it's that. I don't want to say. Well, I do. I guess generic. The okay. generic, not generic, but the. It's is all rock considered post grunge then? Hmm. Because Nickelback's pretty post grunge. You could say I've never heard post grunge as a, a genre. Okay. But I'm sure it is one. All right. Okay. We're hitting dead water here. Yeah. So okay, we we've decided that this podcast does not support alt rock. <laughs> it's all right. But I, there are alt rock songs I enjoy. Yeah, there. there I'm yeah. sure there are a few. Um, if in name them, I'm sure I would enjoy them. All right. Yeah. So now we're moving on to the two genres that are probably. We'll start with the first one. But these next two are probably the closest to Jason's in my heart, I could probably go off and say. Mm-hmm. Math rock. <laughs> so, God, I gotta say my favorite math rock band is... I gotta say American Football. American I know they're football. considered emo, but there's just something about... And it's not there because I did not like their second album. I feel like he was trying to be too deep. And I get that he's 40 now, but don't write songs. Like, when you're 40 and you write try to write songs about how deep you are when you have three kids and you're married, it's never going to live up to your angsty shit. So, yeah, and, like, that's the same thing that happened with Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam was great, and then now it's just become dad rock. It's almost, and the, the fan base is almost jam band-esque. Yeah, it's yeah. almost the same fan base. I guess they do put on an amazing live show. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I don't care about live <laughs> shows. It I mean, like, if I love the band, like, yeah, like Andrew Bird live, fuck yeah, I will be there. But I don't want to, again, will not see Grateful Dead live. I would go see Pearl Jam. I would go see Pearl Jam, and I would be mad when they played all their new stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be like, that's when I would go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite math rock band? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, well then name like the top three. So you don't have to pick one. The most recent, it has to be This Town Needs Guns. Cause They're I, really good. I started listening to them again. And I was actually brought into them more. Originally, I didn't like their new stuff. But Josh here took a light, was playing some of their newer tunes with TTNG now. Oh, yeah, not yeah. This Town Needs Guns. He's playing some of the newer music, and I got sucked in all over oh, again. Oh yeah, to a whole um, the new most song. 
The Most was a band that Jason and I found while the we were most. hanging out while we were trying to find This Town Needs Guns. Um, is that the This Town? Yeah. Yeah, This, this town, town Needs Guns. Okay, I was like, TT. I didn't say two T's. <laughs> this Town is not one word, Josh. But yeah, The Most. Check them out. I found them on accident because Jason was like, I think it was like The Something, and I was like, The Most? And they just popped up. They're really fucking good. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah. Oh, there's this other band. They're kind of more like math metal, but they're pretty cool. Um, what's their name? I'm looking them up on iTunes right now. Um, it's like Korng or something like that. No. Um, Kate Tempest. Oh, nice. Remember, we downloaded her when we were oh, yeah. hanging out. Where is it? Getting close. Everyone knows, like, when you're a music head, you just like scroll through your iTunes and you're like, I listen to so much music that I don't remember the music that I listen to. Or your Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever other music service you use. Um, God, I can't find him. Oh, well. Who uses Tidal? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jay-Z. <laughs> I like you, but no one uses your music service. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, the most is killer. Um, definitely check them out. We have... Who else do we like? Name some other ones, Jason, while I'm looking for mine. Well, I just, something I just thought of. the My definition of math rock has changed. Really? Originally, I thought it was more of a... What's that band from the Friday Night Lights movies? Oh, Explosions in the Sky? So not Explosions in the Sky, but that sort of... They have a similar sound. Similar distortion on the guitars and stuff. There are bands I can't think of right now that are in that same vein, but they have the math rock guitars in them. Yeah. And that's what I thought was math rock originally. Mm-hmm. And then I was exposed to the emo aspect. Gotcha. And it really it changed things. Yeah, I think that's a good segue into emo, too. So from that note, check out The Most. Check out This Town Needs Guns, American Football. If you haven't heard American Football... Where have you been? Where have you been? Um, yeah, so okay, emo. I'll start this one off. Um, my favorite emo bands, for me, there's the big three. And the big three is Snowing, which I feel, for me, that was the first emo band I ever got into. Never even heard of them. Um, oh god, so good. Um, so for the reason I like emo, and the way I describe it to people who don't know what emo is, and when, and so there's a difference, I've had to classify, there's a difference when we say emo... And when we ever say emo on this podcast, we are talking about emotional hardcore, which is a spinoff of what Fugazi started in the 80s, which was just kind of a similar vein of emotional hardcore, but this is more, um, emo has kind of grown to take what Fugazi started and add a little more math rock into it. Um, so for me, um, Snowing was the first emo band I ever got into. And the reason I, how I explain emo to people who know nothing about music is you know how pop music glorifies everything that's fun and they make it a huge deal like parties and all that. And, and that's just generic pop music. I don't mean to say all pop music is like that. Mm -hmm. um, emo takes the shitty things in life and makes them seem how you, how terrible they are and in regards to your feelings. So losing a girlfriend, how it feels like you're just dying inside. When really, 
in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. But in that moment, you feel like death. Mm -hmm. And that's emo music. And that regards to every aspect of life. Because emo music can encompass everything. So snowing, the reason I love them is, one, they're just fucking fun. They just take... Everything is super upbeat and fast. And the guy's got a really terrible voice, but it's just fucking great. (laughs) And um, one of my favorite lyrics of theirs... He's talking about this girl, and he goes, I don't know what I'd do if, he, if you came back. And then he just starts yelling, like, while the music is slow. He goes, I'd cut my arms off. I'd cut my arms off. And, like, it's like, that's how you feel. And then he says, like, then the music speeds up, and he goes, no regeneration. Like, just screaming it. And it's like, oh, God, it feels so good. Then my other favorite emo band, Algernon Cadwallader. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely fantastic. So math rocky, so upbeat. Um, they have a song called Horrors, which I def- definitely recommend. Um, it's about all the horrors that uh, humanity has. Like, you wouldn't think that, like, you hear this song and it's super, like, jangly and, like, it's a little slow, but it's fun. And you th- it's, uh, it's just incredible. But it's all about the horrors and the atrocities that humanity has committed. And it's just, it, it's incredible. And then I would probably say my favorite after that would be Mom Jeans. And I think Mom Jeans is probably the best emo band on the market right now. Mm. Also, for a fourth B-side runner-up, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Holy Mm. shit. If you guys like Jeff Rosenstock, definitely, definitely check out Prince Daddy and the Hyena. It's like the emo Jeff Rosenstock. Hmm. Now, what you had played of them, I didn't really consider that emo. Prince Daddy? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're in the same vein. They're doing Mm -hmm. splits with, um, it's definitely more like, I view music on a spectrum. Okay. So everything, it's kind of, imagine like a, a fuel gauge where on one side there's emo and the other side there's whatever punk. Gotcha. And then like you can go somewhere in that spectrum. So they're definitely more on the punky side Mm -hmm. of emo rather than more the math rock side. But they're doing splits with Mom Jeans. They're doing mm. splits with other big name emo bands. Um, they're they're coming up there. But they sound. They took what Jeff Rosenstock, how he in, reinvented himself, and they went with that same kind of vein mm. of just fun punk, but also kind of ska-y shit. And it's really good. It's uh, it's nowhere near the absolute masterpiece that is Jeff Rosenstock's worry, but it's really <laughs> goddamn close. So definitely check out Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Indeed. So I guess uh, I need to have some emo bands. <coughs> Pardon me. Mine are a little different. Mm-hmm. My coming into emo was during the uh, the really emo stage. So I was trying to be cool. I, this isn't one of my favorite bands, but just when you're trying to be cool you know, at a certain yeah. age something corporate okay terrible so drippingly emo just the piano to kill it and bring it over the top is ridiculous so how do you feel about sunny day real estate then i'm not a big fan god it's to me there's another band there's a really good split with mom jeans prince daddy and this other band called pictures of vernon Mm -hmm. and they just sound exactly like sunny day real estate it's that same like 
just God, they use the word shit show. Mm. And if you say the word shit show in an emo song, you're <laughs> automatically not talented. And I've 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 really tried with pictures of Vernon because they're they're moving up and they're getting on like good splits with like mom jeans who's huge now and it's it kind of blows because they're not great to me at least so hearing them and it just sounds like generic 90s sunny day real estate kind of emo and i just can't fucking stand it mm-hmm. yeah i never got the sunny day real estate thing i tried hard the mm-hmm. my favorite emo band has to be the anniversary it goes in the vein. I love the Midwestern emo. Yeah. They're from American Lawrence, football, Kansas, Midwest I think. Kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. And the first time I heard them, it was my friend played this skate part from Trans World Anthology. And they just had this song blaring. I'm like, what is this? This is amazing. And later on, we'd be in Spain driving around in a car, hanging out the car windows, uh, way too drunk to drive and uh, blaring that song so it has a lot of good memories we also this podcast does not condone dunk dunk driving yeah no dunk driving (laughs) so no trying to do slam dunks while you have basketball yes it's not safe very bad many many people have died trying to dunk a basketball very many i actually i wasn't driving so i was responsible (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) Anymore. Things uh, you don't want to do. Yeah. Um, um, so okay. So well, anniversary, and then you go into the Get Up Kids, which is pop punk more, but mm-hmm. it, it had the it bridged into emo. Dads, Dads is really good emo band, kind of more in the vein of pop punk, but they have a really good and emo pop punk kind of blends together sometimes. Um, people like to say that. Uh, um, it starts with a three or something. Fucking, everyone likes them, but they're not good. Three. What, the three O O H? No, 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 not them. They're not pop punk at all. <laughs> they're just, I don't, we're not even going to talk about them. Three Days Grace? No. Three's Company. Um, it's something fighting or something like that. Fucking. Fighting for. Um, Grace, Gray. Five for Fighting? No, <laughs> <laughs> is that a, what band no, is that? Is that a punk um, band? It's, it's, um, no, that was my little brother's favorite band, Five for Fighting. <laughs> I was like, really? You like Five for Fighting? He's like, dude, they got some good albums. And I was like, how many albums do they have? They have like nine albums. It's kind of crazy. Um, God. Glory, glory. What, what? Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> what's, what's, uh, what's the glory band that's like punk or something? Newfound New, Glory. Oh, Why does everyone life, like Newfound Glory? That's what I was trying to say. That People consider that emo, but that's totally pop punk. They, they had the fat shirtless bassist. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Dads, their first two LPs. Well, I think their first one is an actually uh, it's an EP. It's called Don't Brush Your Teeth or something like that. Mm. Or Go Brush Your Teeth. Which you only get one set, kids. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Brought to you by Colgate, but um, yeah. Colgate, <laughs> clean, refreshing, everything you want. Colgate, and, and most importantly, white. Ooh, again, <laughs> we <laughs> we don't condone. Colgate's a racist, not us. <laughs> that is a, 
Well, that's another. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah, I um, would like to go on record and say I would use black toothpaste. <laughs> okay, we'll edit that out, right? We're gonna edit no, we that won't. Out. No, we won't. <laughs> All right, okay, so yeah, check out Dad's. Um, Don't brush your teeth is a really good one, or go brush your teeth, whatever it is, and then their LP. Um, God, I can't remember. I think it's called Get to the Beach. That's one of the songs on the album, at least. And it's got a picture of them with, like, Miley Cyrus. Like, a cutout of Miley Cyrus. Don't know why. But not Miley Cyrus. It's Hannah Montana. She's like, one of the greatest talents of our did time. Did you know that Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana were the same person? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> did I just blow your mind, what? Jason? I, oh, my God. Yeah, so that Dad's LP is really good, too. It's pretty pop-punky, but overall... Oh, Fucking Tiger's Jaw. Oh, Tiger's Jaw. We can't talk about emo music without talking about Tiger's Jaw. Tiger's Jaw or Tiger's Jaw? Tiger's with an S. Tiger's, Tiger's. I got to see Tiger's Jaw before they broke up and became the two-piece, which was one of the best concerts ever. They were just so tight, so solid, and everyone got, like, they were so, like, if you fucking stage dive one more time, like, it was awesome. (laughs) And, like, literally, they stopped mid-song and walked off the stage. And then they were like, until that guy gets out of the fucking venue, we're not coming back. And then, like, they just literally stood at the side of the stage with all their instruments unplugged until that guy left. Until security finally kicked him out. And then they came back on the stage and they were headliners. I was like, that's badass. Badass. Alright. Speaking of badass, let's talk about hair metal. Yes, I started the last one. You got a favorite hair, hair metal, metal band, is Jason? Bad ass. <laughs> I just love the how ass. every drummer in the in hair metal bands can do the twirly stick thing. I mean, so hair metal, it, it's good, but it was it has the its place. it is the most corporate rock and roll ever. Nice. It was made to make money. Yes, and that's why there are so many hair metal bands. Where you think that the bass player is in every single one of those hair mm-hmm. metal bands. Mm-hmm. Somehow, they found a guy that looks exactly like every other guy in the hair metal bands. That's also why they're used... Most hair... Or not most. Many hair metal bands, if you listen to some of their earlier albums, sound nothing like mm-hmm. what they sound like in hair Like metal. Cinderella. Their earlier stuff was all ballads. Oh, and it was... Cinderella fucking rocks. And then, once they got more to like... Mm. And would you consider Motley Crue a hair metal band? They're kind of they started it, out there. Yeah, I think at one point they were in that vein, yeah. in that same vein. So but as I then mentioned they earlier, devolved into well, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> you just didn't see him in '86, man. It's like for me, like old Motley or old Motley Crue's good, and then the mm. album after Kickstart Your Heart, whatever album. I don't know Motley Crue, <laughs> but um. <laughs> God, yeah, they just turned into like butt rock, like Buck Cherry, like Ugh. don't even get me started on Buck Cherry, but um, butt rock, yeah, just turned into like bullshit, just generic, like we like drinking, we like sex, that wasn't supposed to sound like Def Leppard, yep. but um, bad tattoos and your mom, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, as I said earlier, my favorite hair metal band will always be Rat. They only had two albums, I'm pretty sure, um, but fucking. Round and round. It's fucking such a good song. Yeah, exactly. Round and round. What comes around goes around. So good. 
And uh, he did not say round and brown. Again, <laughs> we do not condone. I said round and round. Stop making this. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I just I don't condone. No one would behavior. think I said that, Josh. Chase. I guess I, you know. I'm just saying. Well, thank you for covering our the. We, we despite this being our first episode, we already do have a legal department. Yes, it's pretty big. We got a guy in there. He's, he's got a briefcase. It's serious. Some serious shit. Very nice briefcase. We signed some papers today. Yep. He was only only a couple rips in his jeans. I feel like I should trust this lawyer. I think it's good. I think yeah. we're good. All right. What's your favorite hair metal band? I don't really have one. I guess the what, okay. What's the, the one you like Snyder the most? One with the uh, Twisted Sister. It. Twisted Sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the I guess my second favorite hair metal band after Rat is um, Quiet Riot. Quite right. Okay. Quite right. Fucking rules. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just don't have much on hair metal. I poison sucks. Things. Yeah, poison. Yeah. No. My brother liked them. I didn't like them. I don't know. They got. I could respect them and their legacy because they were kind of the biggest hair metal band. But after that Brett Michael Love Bus bullshit of VH1, mm. I was like, mm. and I know we're supposed to remove the the people from their art, but like, well, then every rose, every rose has its thorn. Wait, was that is that them? Um, so I really thought that song. It is that is you don't have okay. to look it up. It's right. it's by hands down poison. So that song, he says, like, the lamest line ever. He says, like, every cowboy sings a sad, sad <laughs> song. Why wouldn't you just do, like, every cowboy sings the same sad song? There we go. That's better. That's what I thought it was growing up. And then when I read the lyrics online, because I was trying to play that for a show in high school, because that's what high school kids do. You just learn fucking mm-hmm. popular 80s songs and play them because everyone knows them. That's how you impress your girlfriend's parents, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, sad, sad song. Come on, man. Come on. Mm. All right. And that's how we transition uh, into post-hardcore, because mm, I'm mad. Okay. Real quick, though. <laughs> what was that other Poison song where they... Was it a cover where they talked about going to the beach or going to some island or something? I don't know. Okay, never mind. Oh, you're thinking of, let's go away for a while. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Rivers Cuomo. I always will. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So post hardcore. I don't I, even know what that is. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I maybe I'll just talk about this one. For me personally, and I'm not saying this out of all of the post hardcore bands. My favorite post hardcore band is Piano Become the Teeth, but this is their first two albums. Anything after that, they got real soft. And then uh, there's another big big one, which I'll have to look up real quick while I'm talking. But so pretty much post-hardcore is good when somebody's parents die, and then they write songs about how their parents are dead. Um, yeah, so Pianos Become the Teeth did that. It's yeah. it's it's a 2011 album called The Lack Long After. Sire. Fucking so good. So the lead singer, and I think the drummer was his brother, if I remember correctly. Um their um father had luke's garrick's disease and like just passed away and so they wrote this album about him passing away and it's really it goes through all the stages of grief Mm. so like 
anger and like sadness. And then the last song, which is probably one of my favorite songs of theirs, um, it's called I'll Get By, and he's pretty much just singing the song to his father about how all the lessons he taught him growing up and all this stuff. It's really hard to listen to, but it really pays off. Mm-hmm. And then my other favorite um, post-hardcore band, I can't... There's another one that I can't think of right now who their earlier shit I didn't like, but it's, it's kind of funny, but then the lead singer's mother passed away, and then they wrote a really good album. So post-hardcore is kind of like... Um, off of the hardcore genre, it's just after that kind of died off, This these bands came up, and it's a little bit more of kind of the emo math rocky, but with hardcore. What are the po- what are the most popular ones? Are there any name ones? I'm having a hard time thinking of them. Uh, let's, let's Google most popular hardcore bands right now while we're talking. Post-hardcore. Or just, just uh, yeah, I'll do hardcore so we know who we're talking about. Google. The Google. search machine for life. So like Black Flag, Minor Threat, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's why I couldn't remember the word Black Flag. Oh, dude, I love Black Flag. I love Minor Threat. I love Bad. I love Bad Brains. I love some of their stuff. Yeah, Fugazi's even considered hardcore. I'm gonna get shit for saying some of their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Gorilla Biss. Oh yeah. Okay, I, I like post hardcore. So this is like. Yeah. So you know how Fugazi was like hardcore, but with a little more of the emo in there. Yeah. This is like the continuation of of just the hardcore. Okay. So th- it's it's very angry. Um, it's very heavy punk, but this is kind of more. It it transitions into metal a little bit. Um, a lot of like punching and the sword mm. slicing thing where they just go like that. Like it's uh not that you guys can see that in podcast land, but yeah, it's 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 pretty good. There's a few bands um, that I like. Law Dispute is another one of them, but just they're they really only have uh, two good albums. After that, and I think what the problem is with a lot of post-hardcore bands is they don't realize how to scream. Oh. So they just kind of, like, blow their voice out, and that's the same thing that happened to Chester and Linkin Park. Like, that's why they got real soft on their 2007 album. The R.I.P. Yeah. God. That was that was a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Very I, formative record. Yeah. Hybrid Theory mm. was one of my... That was I was listening to that when I was eight, and that was my first introduction into hip-hop in general so not that that i'm saying lincoln park is some trans transcendental icon of hip-hop but <laughs> what's the uh what's the other guy's name mike uh i don't remember mike. i i just really know chester yeah, yeah. and really the only like um yeah i really just like hybrid theory meteora was pretty good and after that i kind of fell off mm-hmm. but um song here or there i saw him live um, it was pretty disappointing. I saw him with Chester. Gotta yeah. say, um, just they just didn't have the. I grew up watching in the end YouTube videos. That video where they're in the sewers jumping around and headbanging and shit it was fucking killer. And then when I saw them live, there. I mean, it's not their fault. They're like in their thirties, forties now, and like that that angst is gone. But I grew up with the angst and didn't follow their later stuff. So, like, just good on you, Lincoln Park. Um, so yeah. We got off track there, but now we're going to go to folk metal. Folk metal, uh, are we talking like Corpaclani? Mm-hmm. Sort of like that. Which Corpaclani actually created their own genre of music. Hoompa! <laughs> Hoompa is my neighbor. Um, but Corpaclani created their own genre of music. It's called Finnish Drinking Metal, and it's incredible. Hoompa. 
Is that what that is? Yeah, it's called Hoompa. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, my uh, yeah, I was introduced to them in uh, in in my sixth stint at college. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I found out about them because I had a friend, uh, Chase Gardner. Shout out to you, buddy. You told me about a lot of metal music. Cool guy. Um, but he introduced me to them, and I actually went to see them live. He went to see them live and had a similar story. Nice. But they were playing in Dallas, and he saw them in Austin. When I saw them in Dallas, um, they the they came out with nothing but like just chaps on, not ashless chaps, and cowboy hats. And they said, in like the most Finnish accent you'll ever hear, and I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to try and emulate it because I'm really bad at Finnish accents. But pretty much, just think heavy Finnish accent, and then, yeehaw, motherfuckers, you ready to rock? yippee ki And then this, like, straight into the song. It was so killer. And then they're like, everything's bigger in Texas, especially our dicks, and then they, like, start the next song. Like, it's so good. Um, yeah, all of their songs about getting fucking wasted, as you would expect of Norwegian bands. Um, and not Norwegian, that's not the right name. Scandinavian is the word I meant. Um, because mm. they would be pissed if I called them Norwegian when they're Finnish. Yes. But, um, yeah, like Vodka, if you haven't heard that song, check that shit out. Vodka! <laughs> yeah. Vodka! Um, and Sifram. <laughs> is Ciframe. another great band. Very good. Um, and both singers, they had two singers. Um, I can't, oh God, I can't remember the name... So they had one singer, and he was there for, I think, two or three albums, and then he left. Um, and then they got another singer, and Ensifrim continued, and, and they're still good. But the other singer, it's called Sun something, and it's not Sun O, but it's like Cold Sun, something like that. Mm. They're, they're really good. Um, I'm going to look that up, too, so I can be correct on this album. Um, and Sifram's really good. Uh, if you guys like... I'm just going to put this out there because it's, it's technically another genre, but um, battle metal. Sabaton? Yeah. Sabaton? How do you say it? Um, Sabaton. There's a. It's another good band um, that's really fucking solid. Uh, quick shout out to my Ukrainian. Well, quick shout out to my friend Igor. Who is neither Ukrainian nor Russian, possibly both, possibly neither, <laughs> who introduced me to Korpaklani and Sabaton, and yes. Winter Sun. I knew it was a sun thing. Oh. Winter Sun is the other fucking awesome, um, just folk metal band. So good. They're really metal. So, um, if you like them... I'm going to just look up Battle Metal, maybe, because I haven't listened to this band in a long time. Really metal. They're really metal, really heavy, lots of screaming. Um, Teresius. They are so good. Nice. They have a cover of that 70s song, Rasputin, that is just, yeah, but just, like, that song, if that wouldn't have come out in the 60s or 70s, whenever that come out, that should have been... A metal song, like mm-hmm. straight off the bat, mm-hmm. like because they've got like so battle metal. What classifies battle metal and the difference from folk metal? It's still folk metal, but it's a little different. Is they have a horn section, and goddamn, does that horn section really help? Mm-hmm. And that's why I really enjoyed um, 
Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which is a Pokemon game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because they pretty much redid those entire soundtracks in Battle Metal. Okay. Like horns, like. And then, like, instead of like. Dun, 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 it's like horns doing that. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, so that's folk metal. Thrash. Okay. Thrash. And this is where Jason and I split. There we go. Megadeth all the way. Metallica. There's really no other thrash bands that are that I feel that are worth mentioning. There's others, but it's Metallica, Megadeth, really, right? Yeah. God. I know... We just pissed off tons of thrash bands. <laughs> fucking idiots. I don't listen to a lot of thrash. But, <laughs> so, I listened to Metallica's entire discography growing up, and then... I finally was like, you know what? I always, I've always been. You got to pick a side. I'm mm. always gonna pick a side. And growing up for me, I don't know why this wasn't true, but I thought that the two big classic rock bands were AC/DC and Led Zeppelin, <laughs> and I was definitely on the AC/DC side. Still, do not like Led Zeppelin to this day. But um, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And so I was a Metallica fan most of my life, and I still like Metallica. But God, I. It was 8th grade, so I guess 2007, 2008 for me. Um, I was probably 13. Started listening to Iron Maiden. And then after I listened to Iron Maiden's discography and got really into metal. Um, which, they're my favorite metal band, hands down. And we'll talk about metal in a little bit, but god damn it, Iron Maiden, hands down. But, so yeah, Megadeth is closer to Iron Maiden, and that's why I like them. Okay. Alright. Songwriting wise, not musically, um, but songwriting wise. The best Megadeth album is uh, Rust in Peace. Hmm. Hmm. And I think, even over every Iron Maiden song ever, I think um, Holy Wars is the greatest metal song ever written. Okay. Okay. Now, why do you like Metallica? I like Metallica because my brother played the Black Album and I wanted to be cool. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me, I discovered that Metallica actually had other music that was, I would, in later in life, find to be better than the Black Album. Because maybe it's just because I've listened to the Black Album so many times. Yeah. But it's kind of, it's kind of, it seems kind of slow at points. Are you telling me you don't like the Unforgiven? Kind of morose. (laughs) (laughs) Unforgiven. (laughs) And it had its place. Uh, It was, I guess it was radio friendly at the time, so it could get that exposure. That's the whole point of the Black Album. Yeah. Make the videos, get on the radio. But then, you know, you go back and you... you... I'm still... This is a joke. I have to preface this because we're talking about Metallica... And if you say, literally no matter what you say about Metallica, you're going to piss off at least yeah. 45% of the fan base. True. This is a joke. Saint Anger was their best album. Oh my god. Honestly, I'm kidding. My Dude. favorite Metallica album, and I'm going to piss off another 45% mm-hmm. of the fan base, Kill 'Em All. Yeah, I, yeah, That's I like my that. favorite Metallica album. I like that. I, yeah. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah, that's a good... I... Mm. Maybe Master of Puppets. That that's telling that I don't have a favorite Metallica album. Yeah, but I really, I really like that album, but I have just heard Master of Puppets too many times, mm-hmm. and it has become this weird, almost I I don't want to say, just 
anti-government song. Really? But it, like, just, Master of Puppets is pulling a string! Like, it's just, yeah, I've, I knew a guy in high school who was one of those conspiracy people. Oh. And that was one of his big songs. Really? Yeah. And it just kind of ruined Ugh. it for me. You're and all it, puppets, dude. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're all puppets, sheeples. Like, Puppet yeah. government. And that's what I get from that now. Um, nah, but I, yeah, I mean, I love Metallica, but Megadeth for me, as much as a douche as, uh, and I will go on record and say that Dave Mustaine is a douche, <laughs> but um, they're great. I can see Megadeth as a more pure thrash metal band, whereas yeah. Metallica definitely went that other route. I th- and I think it's good for them that they went that route. They they explored yeah. the genre more. Yeah. Megadeth kind of stayed true to their roots all through their discography. And then, like you said, in St. Anger, when they just had those amazing drums. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when Lars's plane that was carrying his drums to the studio got lost, and he was like, you know what? Let's just get the trash cans from the alley and yeah. I'll play those. <laughs> they actually made drums out of trash cans, and uh, and, and little did you know for the and uh, leather for the snare drum, James Hetfield shit in it to make it sound better. He did. <laughs> he hand smeared it. <laughs> so it would. And then he wrote the Metallica symbol in it with his yep. finger. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Organic, oh, so organic. God, did you ever watch the Saint Anger has a? Um... Oh, I watched it. Oh, <laughs> I bought the CD. I bought the CD set with the DVD and the CD because it was supposed it's to be just... this awesome thing. And then I was listening to it, and I thought to myself, <laughs> "This sounds like I'm listening to well a, it... a band at my high school talent show <laughs> over that PA system." <laughs> <laughs> well, who was the guy, the the bass player that they brought in? The Trujillo? Yeah, Robert Trujillo. Yeah. Is he, who was he in before? Was he in... Um, he was in... He was in a bunch of... Well, mainly... What was the band that he was known for? Oh, good question. Um, okay, while you're looking this up, uh, we're going to move on to Ska. Now, Ska is an interesting genre for me. Um, because I don't really know. <laughs> the Robert Trujillo wiki page only says Metallica. Yeah, uh, but best known as the current basis the of the heavy metal, metal band, band Metallica. Metallica. Heavy metal. Nah. All right. That is not Metallica covers Oasis. Don't look back in anger. I don't even want. Can so uh, can we get our loyal listeners to get on and edit that Wikipedia to remove that whole best known thing? So how how about that? He's with Ro, uh, Rodrigo E. Gabriella right now. Yeah, just killing it live. Wikipedia. Did yeah, you know that his this. son is playing for Corn right now? I did not know that. Yeah, his son's like thirteen, oh. and is the bass player for Corn. Oh. Uh, I actually didn't even know he was a member. I didn't even know that. Suicidal tendencies was what I was thinking of. Black Label Society was. That's where he went from to Metallica, right? Yeah, but Black Label Society is with the guy that was playing guitar for Ozzy. And I can't stand him. No, oh, yeah. Jerry uh, Cantrell. No, not him. Mm. Oh, yeah. Click on Black Label Society. What, what, what is his this? name? Um, Zach Wild. Oh, the Also, oh, if Zach you spell Wild. your name with two Ks... Ugh. So hardcore. Yeah. And I know that's not his real name, but... Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, no, suicide si- or su- not suicide silence. They're a bad band. Suicidal tendencies. Suicidal incredible. Tendencies, yeah. So ska, ska is something that I've never been able to wrap my head around because there's so many definitions on it. For me, it was just reggae meets punk. Yeah. And that's what I always considered it. So bands like Three Eleven, Revolution. Yeah. That that for me was always and I Three Eleven was I God live show. Incredible. And, yeah. Just, yeah, just so good. One of the best I've ever seen. And uh, All Messed Up, that song still holds up to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I've always considered ska, stuff like that. But some people are saying, like, that, um, God, uh, the Fratellis are ska? Mm. And it's like, no. Like, my roommate Levi says the Fratellis are ska? And I'm like, that, no. Not at all. They're like, oh, it's just like, just heavier, pu- it's just like light punk. And I'm like, no. It's like punk meets reggae, right? That's what mm. I always thought it was. Yeah, any basically to me, it's any punk slash pop punk with a horn section. Okay, and that's if, what I thought too. So, so like you... NoFX, 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 <laughs> dude. They <laughs> <laughs> they they have songs with a horn section, and some of those songs are ska. Is they, it, their acoustic so stuff is incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that's the, that's what I like the most is their acoustic stuff. And <laughs> at real big fish. Okay. Um, God. Voodoo glow skulls. So Jeff Rosenstock was in a ska band for a while. Okay. Um, that's really good. It still holds up really goddamn good. Called the Arrogant Sons of Bitches. Oh, nice. And they are fucking incredible. Okay. That was my first introduction to Jeff Rosenstock. Because um, my friend tried to me to get to listen to Bomb the Music Industry, which now that I'm he's he was a few years older than me, so I was like 18 when I got into that, and he was probably like 23. So a lot of Jess Rosenstock's music is about being in your 20s. So I can really understand and relate with that now, but at the time I did not get Bomb the Music Industry. But Eric and Sons of Bitches, fucking awesome, just angry he was like 17 18 at the time just ska fucking so good and i mean jeff rosenstock has been in literally every band ever and just done everything Mm -hmm. he is like the hero of punk music Mm -hmm. (laughs) like all he does is tour and write music um so yeah yeah anything you can skank out to just um god and then i think the best um, just ska song is uh, Flagpole Set Up by Harvey Danger. Uh, I don't consider that ska there's a, there's, there's, there's that a horn section. Ska. There's a horn section. Oh, no, 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 no. But there's a horn section. That is not ska. <laughs> is this a joke? No. <laughs> there's a horn section. That Flagpole Set Up. Is that alt rock then? That's alt rock. Borderline. Yeah. That song fucking kills, though. <laughs> it kills. I, I love will, that song. Okay, I, I was like, I will fight you on this. No, I love that song. Yeah. No, 311 for me is probably my favorite. Um, even though... And that's just... It's a nostalgia thing for them. I definitely like Arrogant Sons of Bitches and Bomb the Music Industry more. But um, 311, just all mixed up. Um, Amber, like, how can you... Like, when that song comes on, you can do nothing but dance. Like, mm-hmm. that song is so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, their whole discography is good. Which Amber, in and of itself, as a song, I don't consider ska because it's not the 
It doesn't have the punk aspect. Yeah. But, but it's got the... The reggae. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess Ska really did come out of the... Uh, I can't remember the name of it. The the certain rock steady, reggaeton. No, not reggaeton. <laughs> I, I, I just kidding. There's a guilty pleasure soft spot in my heart for reggaeton. Yeah, I like reggaeton. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand the drums. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, Jason. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> Have you ever uh, ever played the lute before? Uh, is that an instrument? It is, is an you, instrument. Do you blow on it? No, no, no. You play. It's like a guitar, but smaller. Oh, okay, okay. So you've never seen one? I have seen a lute. You have seen a lute. Okay, I've seen a lute. Yes. All right. Now it's one of those little uh, English. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Pretty much. It doesn't sound like that at all. Is it? Yeah. So it's a lute. Now, have you ever wanted to learn how to play the lute, but every time you picked one up, you just felt like you didn't have anything to sit on? No, but I think you'll tell me about it anyways. I will! I sure will! Awesome! So there's this great service that we're sponsoring right now called Loot Crate. Loot Crate. Loot Crate. You ever wanted to learn how to play the lute? You ever wanted a crate to sit on while you play the lute? For the low price of $49.99 a month, we will send you one piece of that lute and one piece of that crate a month. Until you can complete the whole project. Will that take six years? Who knows? Will we send you just two nails maybe one month? Who knows? But be excited. Because are you getting a piece of the crate? Or are you getting a piece of the loot? Who That's knows? That's the fun part. You can get the sideboard of the loot. But it can also be the curvy part of the crate. You never know. It's just, it's like an exciting puzzle that you just waste your money on. Yes. Loot crate. I can't wait to put my loot together. And, <laughs> and I just can't wait to... Uh, man, Jason, working with the service has just been... Just just crate. Oh, just, just, just crate. Just crate. <laughs> just crate. And I just can't uh, loot to toot toot crate my... I, can, my I, can't, <laughs> I can't express how much loot crate has meant to both of us. Really? Yeah. You can't even express it. I cannot express the feelings in my heart. The the feelings that I feel for a loot crate. <laughs> I'm speechless. And for $100 a month, we'll send you a crate full of loots. And that just defeats the whole purpose. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you pick. You want crates? You want loots? We got them both. We got all of it. We'll loot your crates. They're we'll crate m- your loots. We'll, mm. we'll just... Late your croots, everything you want. We'll give you some croutons. Croutons <laughs> are essential when you're playing the lute because they give a crunchiness in your mouth that you feel throughout your body and it uh, reverberates into your fingernails. And when you play with your fingernails, the crunchiness from your teeth it's a teeth fingernail connection, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I think that's all we have to say about the loot crate. Loot crate. Send us your money. We'll send you a fucking loot crate. <laughs> loot crate. Loot crate. Loot crate. Loot crate. Loot. Crate. loot. <laughs> All right. We're really sponsored by Tito's Vodka. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just kidding. Please send us vodka. We're gonna... 
<laughs> We're gonna have to put that in the liner notes of this podcast. Not really sponsored by Tito's Vodka. Also, we apologize, Loot Crate. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to that shitty ad. Um, now we're moving on to metal. I already said it. I'll say it again. My favorite metal band is by far Iron Maiden. Metal? I don't even... What is metal? I mean, come on, people. Um, uh, metal. What's what's a metal band? You tell me. <laughs> hey, you don't give me any metal bands <laughs> that you like? There are certainly metal bands that I like. They are many of them fronted or containing Phil Anselmo. Okay. And who's the biggest Sepultura? Band that he's okay. Down. Okay. Pantera. Okay. Which you were just waiting for me to say. Yeah. I'm guessing. I like Pantera. So though. those three, I love them. Cemetery Gates is the best Pantera song. I mean, I don't love love them, but I I do like them. They are a good metal band. The dude knows how to scream. He, he does know how to scream, and I think he actually ruined his voice doing so, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he might be racist, right? Yeah, I could see that. But, you know, whatever. You know, let's teach their own. Yeah, so yeah. Iron Maiden's by far my favorite metal band. And then, since we're just using metal as a generic genre, we're not going to go into all of the metal besides folk metal. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to put System of a Down up there, too. Ooh, new metal. New metal. Ooh. They're the only good new metal band. They, they have another good glorious. new metal band. They're the only ones. Orgy had that one song. Orgy had that one song. And then... Uh, I'm sure three other bands had that one song. Yeah, and then people <laughs> like to put... Um, there are just some bands that are so bad Mushroom that it, Head, which I never liked. Yeah. I didn't get it. Um, We're missing one big one. The They wore the masks... Um, Slipknot? Slipknot. Is Slipknot new metal? No, I think they're metal. Yeah, they're metal. I never liked Slipknot either. I like Slipknot. Um, I tried. They just seemed a little too gimmicky for me. Yeah. And it was that that era. For me, that was when I just started to get into indie rock. Like, I was Mm. listening to, like, a time Slipknot was big. I was listening to, like, Freelance Whales. Oh, Freelance Whales. Oh, God. First album is so good. Second album blows. But um, Freelance Whales, I got into Andrew Bird around that time, I listened to Bonnie Vare, mm-hmm. and like for me, like I still enjoyed metal, but I didn't have that teenage angst at that time. I had it. And uh, I was in high school when that came out. Well, I got all my teenage angst out through Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and then I got my teenage angst again when I started listening to emo music. Mm-hmm. So like Slipknot, I totally passed over. It wasn't something that I was super involved in. And for me, the masks, I, I know that there was a deeper meaning behind the masks, yeah. but I one of my pet peeves is I really hate in bands when you have like 15 band members mm-hmm. and like one guy plays the drums, but you can't really hear it on the album. Mm-hmm. And then you have a guy with a drum kit that's mic'd, but like the other guy's drums aren't. And then you have like eight guitar players. And before you say, oh, well, Josh, Iron Maiden had three <laughs> guitar players. Yeah. But they were all great, and they traded off solos. Like, fuck you. Um, yeah, no, it's it's the same thing with, like... Oh, Josh, Ozzy Osbourne had hidden vocalists in the back and hidden guitarists in the back that weren't on stage. Um, yeah, and <laughs> again, I'm going to piss off, like, 95% of people. Black Sabbath was better with Ronnie James. Shame! <laughs> 
Black Sabbath was better with Ronnie James Dio. I, I was never really a Black Sabbath fan. Heaven uh, and Hell, with man. With Ozzy. With yeah. Ozzy, I was never an Black Ozzy Sabbath, person. Black Sabbath is great. Um, the hits are great. Yeah. I don't care for the B-sides. Heaven and Hell is the best Black Sabbath album because Ronnie James fucking Dio. And I'm really sad that I never got to mm. see him live because he is incredible. Tenacious D has a song in tribute to him. Yeah. yeah. He was in the Tenacious D movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Ronnie James Dio, just like my favorite, one of my favorite singers of all time, Bruce Dickinson, classically trained opera singers before they turned to metal. Beautiful. Yep. Makes sense. So, I, like, if you've never heard Bruce Dickinson sing opera, go fucking listen to it. Who's the the guy from Lord of the Rings that actually was in a bunch of metal songs? The old wizard? Oh, um, it's Saruman. Yeah. But his name is, uh, God, I'm terrible with names. You can't believe you asked me name questions. Um, but I digress. I'm just going to yep. look up Saruman. His, yeah. He's got a, actually like a solo album of just like yes. metal songs that he talks over. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah, there you go. I had no idea. I found that out in 2015. Yeah, his... I remember when he released that. He was fucking 90 years old <laughs> when he released a metal solo album of him talking about World War II. It's, it's awesome. It's unbelievable. The man also knew J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, incredible. And he was a spy and all this... Oh, fucking crazy. MI-15 Yeah, stuff. check out the Christopher Lee solo album. I think it's literally Christopher Lee. And it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Also, I think a famous metal band backed him. I can't remember who. They did, but, yes. But really cool story that not have anything in regards to metal... So when Johnny Cash did that album of all covers oh. before he died, mm-hmm. do you know the backing band? I do. You told me. Fucking Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yep. God. Tom Petty. Okay. I'm going to go back. Second favorite classic rock band. Oh, Tom Petty and Tom the Heartbreakers. Fucking Petty. I know. God damn it. Tom Petty is a hero. God damn that, it. Oh, God. I That really broke me up. I did get to see him once, and I actually... Started listening to Tom Petty when I was six years old because on the Scooby Doo movie Running Down a Dream was on one of the like uh, post credit sequences. Nice. And I was just like, yeah, this is rock and roll, man. Scooby Doo. And like even his weird 80s stuff, it's not even that weird now, but like it was weird from going to like 70s classic rock to like 80s and he kind of like started messing with synths. It's still fucking great. <laughs> the dude knows what he's doing. All right. Well, I think we've gotten off metal far enough now. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about Iron Maiden just a little bit. Okay. Um, Blaze is great. Bruce Dickinson is when they got solid. Um, Iron Maiden, to my credit, has never released a bad album. Even their new one, which I didn't think was great, it's still not bad. There's fucking couple. Sorry. There's a fucking couple bangers on it that are just awesome. <laughs> I almost said a couple. A cuck. A, 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 a couple cuck bangers. <laughs> <laughs> a fuple cuck and bangers. Fuple cuck bangers. <laughs> but yeah. Watch me as I bang your wife. <laughs> but yeah. No, the new God, Iron Maiden has never done anything bad. Flight six 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 is one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. Did you know that Bruce Dickinson flew their seven forty seven jet? Yeah. On the entire tour? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And then got up and sang the entire time? Amazing. That man, I mean, like, not like 
flying and then singing are two traits that are like they're hard but they're not like hard together <laughs> you yeah know? it's still impressive yeah uh, the man flew them to every spot on their tour it's incredible yeah in their own private jet which mm-hmm. is crazy like yeah. a 747 jet mm-hmm. um so cool yeah iron maiden one of the best bands ever all right now we're moving on to rock Rock is a generic genre. There's so much rock. We could even just gloss over this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age comes to mind that a lot okay. of people might know. That's a rock band. They could be alt-rock, but I consider them rock. They're not. Well, I mean, even like Death Cab for Cutie is kind of alt-rock. Yeah, it just depends on the song, really. Yeah. yeah I can... But, um... Uh, rock, yeah. I would say... Jet is probably my favorite rock band. Good rock band. Nice nice call out. Yeah. Jet. Forgotten about. Just, well, just like, for me, the greatest rock song, rock and roll song ever written, and I'm going to piss off another 95% of fans. Okay. Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. For me, that is the quintessential, quintessential rock song. It's got everything a rock song needs. Tight beat, tight band, good guitar solo, song about a woman, like... And before you say, oh, but Josh, rock writes other stuff about other... Like, no. Rock and roll songs are 95% about women. Mm-hmm. And that song is great because it does not objectify women. He just says she's beautiful and that, are you going to be with me? Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. It's not like ACDC song, which well, most of those songs are objectifying women. And I love ACDC. But you have to overlook some of that stuff when you listen to classic rock, because, yeah. um, goddamn, some of it's bad. Like the Bee Gees, one of the, I think one of the worst, most sexist songs ever is "More Than a Woman." Could you imagine if that was written now? How that? What? what what's more that? than a woman, more than a woman to me. He's pretty much writing the song about how this woman is different than all the other women because all women are the same except for her. <laughs> I don't get it. What's wrong with that? That's fucking sexist. She's special though. It's your special woman. Yeah, but that's fucking fucked up. I don't think so. She's more than a woman. But it's the woman you love. It's the woman you love, but every other woman is just a woman. Well, yeah, because they're not special. They're just women. Well, they're special. They're special as someone else. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the point is, is he's saying all women are the same except for this one. Okay. <laughs> like, that's what's messed up about that song. Okay. I, I see it framed in the light that this is the special woman for me because no other women get me. But then he should sing that, more not... More than a woman. Mm, you're so special to me. More than a woman. More than a woman to me. Like, he's just saying, like, in general... What if, if he's singing in, about a man? <laughs> maybe so. Gender is fluid, but if if I were to say, if you were a woman, if you were my girlfriend, and I said to you, Jason, Jason, you're more than just a woman to me, how offended would you be? I would would feel special. (laughs) I think you're missing the point here. I think think we're both missing the point. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so. If I was your girlfriend and you told me you're more than a woman to me, that would be amazing. But he is just defining this woman... By her sex and gender, and it's just, it's terrible. 
instead of just saying you're a person you're just a woman you know like that's pretty much what he's saying he's like in any other scenario Uh, i see what you're saying yeah just seeing this in any other scenario you'd just be a woman Uh, but to me you're actually special uh, i don't i i thought he was just saying i always took that as you're you're more than any other woman you're you're a special woman for me like every other, there's no other woman that could be special like you are to me. Just yeah. Because of the way we re- interact together. Well, we know that's not true because every BG song is about different women. Yeah, I guess. But I'm also, um, no. For me, I hear that song and I think, oh wow, he's just saying how this woman is special. Huh. But in any other case, she'd just be some dumb woman. Is the way it comes off. Isn't and, that how you feel about your girlfriend? <laughs> No. I mean, not your, like, any girlfriend, not your current girlfriend. Oh, I was like, ouch. <laughs> so you don't think your current girlfriend's special? No, I think she's special, <laughs> but I don't think she's special because she's different than a woman. Like, other women are special. All of our friends that are women are special. Okay. Everyone is special. Okay. And just because they're, like, they're... So everyone is special. They're their femininity. <laughs> exactly. But their femininity shouldn't have to do anything with it. I guess I can see where you're coming from, but I mean, it also I was think the it has 70s. a modern slant on it. It does have definitely a modern well, slant on it, but still, like, God, there's some fucking old sexist, racist songs out oh, there. Those terrible songs. Anyway, right okay, moving on to punk. What are we in here? Punk, punk, yeah, punk, punk. punk. I love punk. punk. Punk's good. You start this one off. Punk is fun. Punk, uh, punk, street punk. I love street punk. I love getting in there and punking it up. Yeah. I was in a crust punk for a long time. Crust punk, yeah. Yeah. It's probably the same vein. Is that different than street punk? Maybe. I don't know. I've um, never heard of street punk before. Fucking, it's probably the same thing. Yeah. Crust yeah. punk's like really heavy. Like metal punkish almost. Okay. All right. Maybe it's different. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love punk. Uh, like I, Black Flag? I love, yeah, Black Flag was, I guess, well, they're hardcore as well. But No, they're not post-hardcore. They're hardcore. Oh, hardcore. But they're punk. Mm-hmm. The hardcore comes right out of punk. Um I do have a soft spot for the Ramones, and I also have a huge fucking soft spot for the Misfits. The Ramones are excellent. I've never really considered the Misfits punk. They they have they do have punk songs. Yeah, but on the whole, punk no. For me, the the reason I like the Misfits is that they I mean they they took punk and then made it really melodic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And even, like, when you look at Danzig, when you look at Glenn Danzig's other shit, it's still really melodic. Like, Mother, that song is it's, yeah. it's a good song. The rest of Danzig's shit isn't good, but Mother's a good song. And they take, uh, they took punk and made it really melodic. And where the Ramones is just straight up punk, and it's a pretty good song, or most of their songs are pretty solid, mm-hmm. um, I think... Misfits really capitalized on the same same with Nirvana. Nirvana took grunge and then pretty much wrote Beatles songs but in the style of grunge. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the Misfits did too. Is they took punk and then made wrote Beatles songs in the style of it where it was really heavy on the melody and that's what was really cool about it. Okay. Cuz Skulls, oh man, that song is fucking awesome. Okay. And fun fact Skulls is in the same key and is the exact same chord progression as um, Adele's Someone Like You. Ooh. 
So I will. Um, you could do a really fun cover on the piano nice. of starting playing Adele, someone like you, and then going and I want your school. Like it's so good. I love doing that. I love when uh, friends play music and do that. Yeah, I should say. But yeah, punk is um, punk is such a wide mm-hmm. birth, and it spans such a long period of time. Uh, bands we've already discussed: Bad Brains, yeah, you know, Reggae to Punk. Uh, the Reggae to Punk connection is huge. Oh yeah. Um, well, I guess we should talk about Green Day as well. Green Day, who started out who early, was definitely punk. Yeah. And yes, very much so. And obviously they are what they are now. Now, what's your favorite Green Day album? And I know 98% of people would say Dookie, but I'm going to throw out Nimrod. Nimrod, for me, is fucking Nimrod. solid. Nimrod? What are your favorite tracks on Nimrod? Um, I really like... Pull the, pull the album up real quick. The Grouch is solid. Um, uptight. Um, good. Oh yeah, everyone's high school. Hashanaka song, is really Riddance. good. King for a day. Okay. Platypus is badass. Uptight all night. Dude, I, I love the, I love the first fucking track on. Nice, nice guys, guys finish last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's it just kicks it off. Um, but early. Early, early Green Day. Um, you're talking like library and shit? The Kerplunk? Kerplunk. No, not even Kerplunk. Um, uh, this one. 1039 spit yeah. out at the yes. library. Yeah. Fuck yes. That's really good too. Because um, it is... Oh, yeah. It's pure. It's Yeah. It's definitely fucking good. All right. I think we talked enough about punk. Punk's pretty broad. Yeah. There's we a don't, lot. I mean, we could there. do a whole episode on punk music. Blink-182, yeah. pop punk. I never liked Blink-182. I love Blink. I mean, I liked a few of their songs, like the... I love but, it. But, I mean, so you grew up with, like, early Blink, like, um, what was the Cowtown or whatever? I, I grew up with Blink, you know? Yeah. They, they were a soundtrack of my life, so that's why, you know. Yeah, so I had, um, when I first heard Blink, was, I mean, I had heard Blink-182, but never really listened to their albums. For me, it was more of the, um... I heard the the Spiders song. Hello there, and I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, like, that was later. That's yeah. later Green Day. Which I no, love that's that not album. Green Day. That's Blink-182. Blink-182. Blink yeah. That's when I first heard Blink-182. Like, first got... Like, that was my first Blink-182 album. And I'm, uh, like, I didn't get... Cannot into, sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I will say that verse is fucking solid, though. Um, it's a good verse, but um, that's yeah. I got into like I didn't hear Dude Ranch until I was like probably seventeen. <laughs> so for me, it was a little late on the. Uh, I was a little late to the Blink One Eighty Two train. All right, we're gonna go to pop now. Pop. Pop. Britney Spears. You like Britney Spears? No. Um, For me, I'm not ashamed to say it. I fucking love Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer, okay. Yeah, Megan I think Trainor's good. She writes just like I am not ashamed to enjoy just solid pop songs. I love pop. And like if I, it if yeah. it's just a solid catchy song and it happens to be poppy, fuck yeah. Yeah. And like that's why I think like why Michael Jackson is so good. Michael Jackson was writing disco songs in the '80s that were just pop songs, and they're great. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all of Michael Jackson's disco stuff is incredible. But Megan Trainer really just takes not to compare Michael Jackson, Megan Trainer. That's not what I'm doing at all. <laughs> but Megan Trainer just writes great, upbeat four chord pop songs, and they're awesome. And now I will say my favorite recent pop song, and I don't know how recent because I don't listen to a lot of pop music, mm-hmm. is uh, Jason Derulo's uh, "Been Around the World, Don't Speak the Language, But Your Booty Don't Need Explaining." That song. Talk dirty to me. Yeah, that song fucking kills. Yep, pop goodness. You gotta love the glorious pop goodness. Yeah. That's excellent. I, I have a sauce. Miley Cyrus, she bangs them out. Dude, have you heard her cover of Jolene? Jolene, Jolene. <laughs> have you heard her cover? I haven't heard the cover. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the problem Look is. up Miley Cyrus, Jolene, and then you will... Regret talking shit about Miley Cyrus for the rest of your life. She's not all bad. She does have some pop bangers out there. I don't like her new song. Um, Oh, um, she's going country now, didn't she, or something? No, she went country, and now she's going pop again. But she's got some new song about some island. I think it's called Malibu or something. It's not good. It's not. Uh, All right. Pop. I feel like we covered that. Yeah, there's a lot of pop to cover. I like Madonna. I like Madonna a lot. I've never liked Madonna. I hate Madonna. Uh, I like the one, uh, the song from the 2000s. Oh, what was it? God. Uh, let's move on and I'll find I like that song. she sexually assaulted Drake. Did she? <laughs> she made out with him. Uh, she didn't really. Drake went back and said it was consensual. Okay, okay. But um, <laughs> it, it was, if you watch the video, Drake kind of goes like, oh, and like pulls his face back like as she like... With the shoves her tongue down his fucking mouth. Is it, this is consensual. <laughs> <laughs> we have a friend named. So Kwame. kiss me and this is consensual. We have. <laughs> we have a friend named Kwame. I told you, the further you listen to this podcast, the less coherent it's going to be. We have a friend who really, really loves, um, for lack of a genre name, mumble rap. <laughs> and I enjoy some of it. Like I like some future songs, but I'm not a huge fan. I'm not at all. I can appreciate some of it. I do like Kendrick Lamar's kind of dive into mumble rap some. Yeah. It's not entirely mumble rap, but it's like Kendrick's spin on it. But He's using actual words. Yeah. My problem with it is some of it can just be like, I'm sitting with Jason while making a podcast. I'm sitting in a big and I'm reading a Radagast. I'm sitting in here and I'm doing it. Did you hear that like Radagast reference? That was badass. <laughs> but I hear I'm sitting and I'm talking and I'm knocking. I'm sucking, I'm fucking, I'm tugging, I'm chugging. Like, it's just kind of like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it drives me nuts occasionally. I just found the Madonna song I was looking for. <laughs> it's Ray of Light and it's really good. What, what, what song is it? Signa Ray of Light. I've never heard that song. Ray of Light? I don't know. Yeah. It's good. I, like, so when I say I like, I like pop music, it's mostly like, I hear pop music on the radio, I'm like, this is a good song. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yes. Oh, fucking Hotline Bling by Drake. Speaking of oh, Drake. Okay. That song rules. Everyone's because it, it's funny, and I I don't consider myself a hipster in the negative sense of the term. Okay, where people I don't think you're a hipster. Okay, I'll take <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest compliment you ever gave me. No, so when people call someone a hipster, it's usually a negative thing. <laughs> I just don't listen to popular music. I didn't know who Kesha was until like way too late. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. She's back now. She's back now. She's yeah. good after the whole yeah. lawsuit, and she's freed from her. Yeah, also prison. way to go, Kesha. You yeah. fucking rule. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
Good for being out of label prison. That's yeah, cool. exactly. And shitty, we love labels. And shittily sexually assault prison as well because yeah. that's where she was. And yeah, that's because that's what it really was. Assault someone else. Hashtag Donald Trump twenty seventeen. Yeah, there's a whole thing <laughs> about that going on now. Apparently. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Spacey for the loss. Yeah. You know, you know, Family Guy made a joke ten years ago about that. Ooh, yeah, Messiah. yeah. It it shows Stewie, and I love Kevin Spacey. So this is not only disappointing for me to hear this that I have to now watch all of his old movies that I used to love him in. He under. sang uh, Sinatra esque tunes before, so this is kind of music related. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's pop culture because this happened what two yeah, days ago not really but but um and we're on the pop subject jason yes fucking stay with me man <laughs> pop sugar <laughs> no it, it just bums me out that i have to listen to all i have to watch not listen to this podcast about listening not watching we have to watch all of kevin spacey's old movies mm. that i love him in under the guise of that he's a sexual assault what was this family guy thing so stewie runs in through a mall in nothing but a diaper Saying, oh my god, help me! I just came out of Stephen Spacey's basement! Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, like, obviously not. <laughs> like, hearing it now, not funny. Maybe then, but, like, now it's like, Jesus Christ. Worst kept secret. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, I fucking loved Kevin Spacey for forever. He was one of my favorite actors for a long time. Mm. And, like, Seven was so cool. Because... You know, he didn't even put himself on the credits for that. Mm-hmm. When all of the ads went out, Kevin Spacey wasn't on there. Because if you knew... Because that we would ruin uh, that movie. Would, if yeah. you knew... Not to spoil Seven. If, if you knew that... Sorry, I just spoiled Seven. Well, good luck doing that today. I know. Jeez. But also, if you haven't heard... If you haven't watched Seven, maybe close your ears. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. So, yeah, he put himself off the bill so that you wouldn't know he was in the movie. Because if you're watching, you're like, okay, there's Morgan Freeman, there's Brad Pitt, but Kevin Spacey's on the billing? Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, like, he must be the bad guy. Mm. <laughs> you know? Like, so, yeah. And it sucks, because I really liked him. Mm-hmm. And blows. But, anyway. All right. Off-pop movie. We're moving on to country. Josh has nothing to say about country except for pure hatred. You know, I've actually... Or indifference? Not indifference. Okay. I can appreciate some country music. Okay. I will say that I have grown to appreciate Jimmy Buffett. That's not country, but okay. It's country. <laughs> no, it's not. What would you consider Jimmy Buffett to be then? Island music? Kitty Chesney does island music. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett is... Oh. No, so there's two sides of country. There's the <laughs> island music country, which is like how bad I want to go to Mexico, but I really don't like the Mexican people, which is country music. And like, what happens down in Mexico, Mexico. stays in Mexico. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's island country. <laughs> I consider it island country. Jimmy Buffett's island country. I have like, uh, never considered Jimmy Buffett country. Yeah, uh, fuck, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenny Chesney, and I kind of like Brad Paisley a little bit, too. Um, but Kenny Chesney's, I like Brad Paisley. Kenny Chesney's probably my favorite country artist, by far. I have second-hand accounts. Uh, I cannot neither confirm nor deny that Brad Paisley is bad in concert. 
<clears throat> but I love Brad Paisley. I, oh, um, I'm gonna miss her when I get home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not even talking like old country. Like, of course we love Johnny Cash. I fucking like uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. I love David Allen Coe. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I love Garth. Oh yeah. I can't, love Garth. Can't hate Garth Brooks. I saw him live, and it, I did not want to like him live i was in junior high at the time and i was forced to go to garth brooks live sold out seven straight shows seven straight nights in wichita kansas yeah that dude and he killed it i have a lot of family in wichita gosh you know where garden plain is yes yeah most of my mom is from garden plain okay 90 percent of my family's from garden plain um and uh literally i've never seen more garth brooks stickers in my life oh dude like amazing like on cars everything garth Mm -hmm. brooks is fucking huge there and then he went the title route and only made his music available on his own music streaming website yeah whatever but um yeah no i like kenny chesney a lot actually you play me a kenny chesney i like kenny chesney like Tractor Sexy is a good song. Um, I don't like the what is the eighty nine one back when we were eighty nine or something. Oh, keg in the closet, pictures on the floor. <laughs> That's a good song. Um, I like yeah. But I like Kenny Chesney. Any yeah. Kenny Chesney song comes out, I'll listen to mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm not a Tim McGraw fan, but you know who I really like? Yeah. Clint Black. Clint Black, okay, yeah. Fucking yeah. that was, and my mother would be really proud of me for saying this. Um, she would play um, nothing but the taillights for me all the time. Mm, okay. All right. Ain't nothing but the taillights. <laughs> yeah, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. I do like me some Alan That's Jackson. a big one. That's yeah. a big one for me. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you couldn't even get through that. Dude, Chris Stapleton mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Charlie Robeson. If no one has heard Charlie Robeson, he's a very uh, relatively recent, not too recent artist, but check out some of his songs. He's really good. Okay. Um, All right, let's move on to blues. Yeah, blues. Blues Brothers, the movie. If you've seen that movie, you've heard the blues. <laughs> you've been to a hard rock cafe, you've heard a bad white band playing the bad white blues. It, for me, it'll always be Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. Muddy and, Waters is excellent. And, uh... There's a guy from Texas. I can't... I'm so bad in names. Old Tex Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Texas Floods. Um, uh... God, this is Bonnie Ray, Stevie Ray, Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Fuck oh, yeah! Isn't he the epitome of bad blues, though? He's not bad blues at all. Oh, Stevie Ray. Ugh. I mean, every guitar solo he has is the same, but Stevie Ray Vaughan's fucking killer. Na 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 but um, like just we would sing all oh, the blues, like that's the blues. Like you can't go Got past the blues. That. I don't know. I wouldn't call Stevie Ray Vaughan bad blues. Yes. I mean, it's more classic rock, but it's still blues though. It's nothing else sounds different. It all sounds the same. You must not be a soul man. I am a soul man. I love soul. <laughs> I'm a soul. All right. 
Alright, so now we're going to mention the things that this podcast is and is not sponsored by. Yes. We are not sponsored by Spalding Basketballs. Or Honda. Cars, or, right? Yeah, yeah. Cars? Cars, Or no. motorcycles. Or motorcycles, yes. We are sponsored, however, by uh, Ghibli Giblets, the Giblersons. The Ghibli Giblets and the Giblersons, coming soon to you. Fox TV. It's a great show about the Ghibli Giblets who ghibli on about Ghibli things. Ghiblis aren't just a Ghibli you can gibble, they can gibble you too. We are not sponsored by Fox News or Fox TV. Nope. Nope. Anything Fox related, animal, <laughs> we eat them. <laughs> we don't eat them. But people probably would eat them if they were hungry enough. <laughs> <laughs> As the show goes on, I will get better about laughing, about not laughing at our fake ads. Yeah, we're. But it's very important that we <laughs> keep a stone cold face during yes. our fake ads. We are not sponsored by Ryobi, quality saws for cutting and doing things in your house. We, however, are sponsored by Capsule Corp, which was the. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. What? Capsule Corp. We make all your spaceships and the medicine you take. Capsule Corp. The Big medicine and spaceship company from Dragon Ball. Ooh, oh, okay. All right. All right. Capsule Corp. I like it. I like it. I we can't... are also sponsored by fucking watchgoodanime.com. Yes. Also, not a website. If it is a website, we apologize, but. <laughs> Definitely check out Cowboy Bebop if you haven't seen that shit. Cowboy Bebop, excellent TV well, show. Even though our music podcast will definitely have to, uh, maybe Fooly Cooly can be our way into that. Oh, actually, Cowboy Bebop music could be our way. It is great music. Yeah, it show. is. Also, Yoko um, Kano. Jason doesn't agree with me on this, but um, One Piece is fucking, and everyone knows this, the best anime of all time. Oh, God. Also,. My Hero Academia. Anyway, we're done with the shit that we are sponsored and not sponsored by. Let's move to electronic music. Electronic music. EDM. EDM. As is ter- termed these days. A wide umbrella that color covers... Covers? Colors. Covers and colors a wide swath <laughs> of musical stylings. So, I will list my favorites. Autecker. Aphex Twin. Aphex Twin. Obviously. Okay, good one. Um, Boards of Canada. <laughs> and I really enjoy... Um, oh, God, what's the name of that band? Sub Bass or something like that? Sub... I can't remember. Just scratch that one. Old scratch that from the tapes. But Autecker, Aphex Twin, Boards of Canada. I really like... Um, I gotta throw it out there. Fucking Tom York's shit. Tom York's EDM so is great. Good. Yeah, it's good. Tom, um, what is it? I mean, I'm the biggest Radiohead fanboy in the world. If you say you don't like Radiohead, I will fight you. Yeah. I give am, us your address. Give me your address. I will show up, kiss you, and then fight you. Yeah. Send. Give us your address. Send us money so we can buy a plane ticket <laughs> to your city and then fight you. Yeah. I love... Josh will fight you. I, I'll watch. <laughs> I love Tom York. More than anyone loves anyone else in the world, and I am 100% positive <laughs> of that. Um, yeah, so Tom York's uh, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. 
A fucking solid album. Everyone gave it shit, but it's fucking good, and fuck you otherwise. Nice. Coil. Coil is another good. They're Coil Coil is good. I wouldn't consider them. They're electronic. They're not EDM, but we're talking about electronic as a whole mm. because yeah. we when we were making this podcast, I was like, you know what? Let's talk about EDM. And then like there's like a thousand subgenres. Yeah. And I was like, we don't have time for that. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. You know, we've we've got episodes. Chemical Brothers can't go wrong. Chemical Brothers, good. Yeah. Good. Um, Carpenter Brute, that's another one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! If you guys have not heard Carpenter Brute or played the Hotline Miami, which is a video game, fucking play that. And Carpenter then, Brute is the best. And then da- uh, dancing Christopher Walken. Yep. 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 Or Moon. Mm-hmm. Moon is good. It's M slash O slash O slash N. Really good. Can't go wrong with Brian Eno. The only Brian Eno I've really listened to is Music for Airports. Electronic? Yeah, but that's really all you need. Oh, okay. For me, Music for Airports is top tier. He did other... He wasn't just electronic, though, right? Didn't he do... I don't think... I think he was always electronic. Oh, that's weird. I mean, I've never... I've never really explored the Brian Eno discography, because he's got a ton. I thought he was from a band or something like that. Right? You think Brian Wilson? (laughs) How dare you, <laughs> Brian Wilson? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking of Brian Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but yeah, Brian Eno's music for airports. It's all you really need. Boards of Canada, same vein, fucking solid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. All good. Interesting. Boards of Canada. They they named their band after. Um, so apparently Canada had a really, really, um, progressive music scene through their movies because the boards of Canada was a movie company that would sponsor Canadian made movies. And the, all of those movies had a really progressive soundtrack, mainly electronic. So they named their band after that because that's where they got most of their influence. Anything to add to electronic? There, uh, electronic is Postal Service considered electronic? The last track, Natural Natural Anthem. I'd put that. They're not up really there. electronic. They're indie. Yeah, um, they're indie electronic though. Indie, they're indie electronic. They they fall kind of in that category. I, f- I fall more into electronic, the dancier ones. Your Paul Oakenfolds, your Armin Van Buren's Cascade, all that stuff. Yeah. Dance, yeah. Your uh, breakbeat. I love breakbeat. Yeah, breakbeat is the best. All right. Yeah. All right. R and B. R and B. I don't even know why that's on there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rhythm and blues. As uh, as that's what R and B means, folks. Yeah, I didn't mean more contemporary R and B though. Contemporary, yes. Where they, yes, uh, D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. He's not really contemporary anymore. Yeah. Um. I don't know, R&B, yeah, you got a girl, you need to, you know, wham, bam, slap it on. I consider Motown, too. Or a guy. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, Motown. Motown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Al Green. Al Green is amazing. Mm -hmm. R&B soul. Now, um, I'm really bad with names. It's not that I don't know who this man is. I'm just really terrible with names, so I apologize. Who sings Heard It Through the Grapevine? Um, there's multiple. Who's so, the original? The original, I don't know who the original is. Um, the popular one is Aretha, right? I don't think so. 
and then there's a, an even newer, or there's an obscure one that was popularized in some TV shows. Marvin Gaye. Fucking Marvin Gaye is who I was trying to think of. <clears throat> um, what is that? Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye is excellent. Yeah, if you've never watched Marvin Gaye sing that um, without the... Uh, um, Marvin Gaye will sing that without the backing music. It's fucking so good. Marvin Gaye through the grapevine acapella. Google that right now. Do us all a favor and Google that right now. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. That man could fucking belt some shit out. Marvin Gaye is good. Jackson 5. Jackson 5. Yeah. Uh, on uh, Real quick, on the subject of I Heard It Through a Grapevine, <clears throat> there's a great version by a band called The Slits. Came out in 1979. Hmm. That's a weird, obscure version of that song. But. Now, speaking of, this isn't weird, obscure version, but it is one of the best covers of all time. <clears throat> the cake version mm. of "I Will Survive." Yes, love that. That version destroys <coughs> the original. <clears throat> Agreed. It is everything that song should have been. Soulful. I, it hits you in the mouth. It yeah, makes you want to. I will survive is a song about a man cheating on someone, or. To make it gender neutral, a partner cheating on someone. Mm -hmm. And Cake took that song and made it heavy. Before the other song was a dance song. And yes, it was still heavy, but the music did not reflect the songwriting. And Cake made it reflect the songwriting, especially when he should have when he says, I should have changed that fucking lock, like, god damn it. It just adds so much weight to it. Mm -hmm. And the the horns in there, god damn it. Cake is such a good band. Very good band. But yeah, fucking cake version of I Will Survive. I think that's all we need to say about R&B. Who, um, if we go back, Cake might be my favorite alt-rock band. Okay. Because they are technically, I would say, alt-rock. And I think they're my favorite alt-rock band. Frank Sinatra is my favorite song of theirs. It's a great While song. Frank Sinatra sings Stormy Weather. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, all right, Jazz. Jazz, I don't know too many bands or... Yeah. I like big band orchestra jazz. I do too. That's just killer. Um, there is um, this band that I've been listening to recently that's pretty good. It's like... Uh, there's a lot of jazz I like that I just Alpha don't... Alphamist. Really good Alpha jazz. Mist, okay. Really good freeform... Not freeform per se. Um... Yeah, there's not a lot I have to say about jazz. I yeah. like jazz, but I like jazz when it's more, like, for me, I really appreciate when hip-hop takes on jazz, Tribe mm. Called Quest kind of stuff, which is also a good segue into our last genre, which is hip-hop. Hip-hop. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for me, because I really, 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 really fucking love a lot of hip-hop, but I like hip-hop that's not popular, as in, I love Kanye West. To the ends of the earth and back. Kanye oh. West is popular. Um, popular is they love to hate on him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. John Cena popular. Yeah. Mm. And I really like um, fucking, God, Tribe Called Quest, mm. Low End Theory. It's probably one of the best hip-hop albums ever. And that's jazzy hip-hop. It's mm -hmm. so goddamn good. I love Tribe. Um, Tribe's good. I love Eminem. Um, I was not cool with the whole Michael Jackson thing. That he did. Mm. That was a little fucked up. Mm. A little too much. 
Uh, because even Kanye jokes about Michael a little bit, but like it's light joking. It's not like I'm laying on a bed dressed as Michael Jackson with children. <laughs> like, you know, like that's fucked up of him. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I mean Yeah, but I I mean I like Eminem. Allegedly, I guess. I think he is one of the better rappers out there for sure. Especially after hearing Rap God, it's pretty oh, incredible. Sure. Eminem. But there is a genre of rap and of hip-hop that I really, really enjoy. It's called art rap. Mm -hmm. And it was popularized by my favorite hip-hop artist, Open Mike Eagle. Mm -hmm. Um, He created the sound. um, He created the genre art rap, but it was pretty much created by Bus Driver, who is another pretty indie hip-hop artist. And they are from a group called Project Bloat, and Project Bloat came out of California and what they did is um, pretty much they would try and make their, they would host a show and then they would have freestyle raps and they would try to make their rappers better by outlawing, uh, outlawing, not outlawing, outlawing swearing. I love that. You could not swear during your raps at Project Blood sponsored events. Love it. So that way it made you, so you couldn't rhyme fuck with fuck. You couldn't rhyme shit with dick, shit, stuff like that. You had to be creative, and it made a, it it gave out a lot of philosophical rappers. Open Mike Eagle is a really philosophical rapper. Um, Milo, who is another same group, came out of Bus Driver. Bus Driver is in a lot of his songs. Open Mike Eagles mm. in a lot of Milo songs. Very philosophical. It's very. It's very, open and accessible hip-hop. And unfortunately, Jason and I are both white Americans, and we will do an episode on hip-hop and about our feelings towards hip-hop, but I grew up with hip-hop being the rap is crap. That's what I got from my parents. That's what I got from my surroundings. I grew up in Plano, Texas, one of the widest places in the world. Like, that's how I grew up around hip-hop. So I'm now just getting into hip-hop. 2011 is when I first discovered Childish Gambino, which is nerd rap, or his earlier stuff was at least, and that's what got me into hip-hop, because I liked Weezer, which is nerd rock, I really liked. Um, So I got into nerd rap through Childish Gambino, and started getting into rap and appreciating as a genre. But before, like, all I heard, and I love Lil Wayne now, but like a Millie, Carter 3 is awesome, but like, to qualify myself. But, um, like, that's what I was introduced to. I never got... The whole, like, now I love Kanye West, I love Jay-Z, I love Tribe Called Quest, but that was, it's really been a a journey for me, because I did not understand black and African American culture, which is a, the biggest part of hip-hop, and now that I can not necessarily relate, but understand more of that culture, I can appreciate more of their music, like, right now, I'm sure we'll have to do an episode about this, but I hadn't heard a Wu-Tang Clan song and knowingly hmm. hadn't heard a Wu-Tang Clan song until last, probably two months ago. It was the first time I really listened. I mean, I've always known who Ghostface Killer is, mm-hmm. but I've never listened to a Ghostface Killer song and known it was a Ghostface Killer song. Interesting. So for me, that's, um, it's pretty huge now to be able to listen to hip hop and be able to at least, I won't say relate to it because that's not the right word, but understand it. And f- maybe understand where they were coming from. So it's it, it's interesting because I am just now 
being able to access this huge genre mm. on the level that I access every other facet of music. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. So if any of you have suggestions, like, and I do love hip hop, but for me, it's more of the artsy stuff that I really enjoy. Mm. So if you guys have any suggestions, please feel free to send them to us. I would love to hear them. For sure. Yeah, um, my hip-hop beginnings were late 90s, early 2000s. It was big timers. <laughs> All that bling-bling rap and hip-hop. And then what really got me into it was artists like Atmosphere, who... And Sage Francis, who spoke to political mm-hmm. leanings, that I could, I, I was very political in those in that time. And like Sage Francis, makeshift patriot, makeshift patriot. That was a a big song for me, and yeah, I. I love hip hop. That's, that's, I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're both yeah. a little too inebriated <laughs> to continue the show. We might not. So, uh, like, include. as we told you at the beginning, this show is not going to be super professional. Um, this is our first podcast. Literally our first podcast. Literally. Literally. As in the exact definition of the word and not as the appropriated term of the word where it just means crazy. Which this is, is terrible. This but, is yeah. the absolute first podcast we've ever done. <laughs> Thank you so much for sitting through this. Thank for you so anyone much. who might still be listening. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not turning this off after the first ten minutes. <laughs> Thank you for sending through our shitty advertisement jokes. Yes. We really, really appreciate any support we can get. We really love talking about this. We have a good time just recording this podcast as it was our first time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoy drinking and talking about music. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm allowed to do on this podcast. Yeah. So I, I greatly appreciate anything that has to do with what is happening right now so Mm -hmm. thank you so much we love you and we always will good luck and good night yeah we can't use that term fuck man that's some other guy's (laughs) word i said it backwards so it's not copyrighted it's it's yeah uh your music sucks but we love it and we want you to keep making it we do so that's it so Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Kisses, hugs. Mwah.